Hello and welcome to episode 7 of What's Showing On. My name's Matt and I'm joined by the ever... Uh, I'm not actually going to say that. I was going to say... Well, I was going to say the ever uncut James Lambert-Jones. Yikes. Um, yeah, that's terrible. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I hesitated. Um, we're here watching uh, Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League. Um Months after it came out, months late yeah. to the discourse. We're always up to date um, with the mo- current movie trend. Last yeah, week was like... a film from 92, now it's a film from 2021. Or when yeah, did it come out? I, uh, no, it was 2021. Yeah, 21. No, March, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, of course. It was March, it was. this cut came out, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go straight into it. You chose this film, which uh, is four hours long. Indeed it is. And I, uh, what made you choose it? Uh, because you punished me by choosing Candyman, so I thought I'd uh, <laughs> return some of the punishment. And this is a punishment as far as you're concerned? Well, the the, the punishment is the four-hour thing. I, 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 I think the film itself is yeah. decent, at the very least. I, it was made mainly for uh, time. I've not given you any indication of my feelings on it. So I want to shock you, or not shock you, with my rating that I give it. So should we get into that straight away then? Yeah, let's do the, do the rating. Do you want to count us okay. in? Okay, I'm going to do a half. I'm giving you, that's my little spoiler alert. I'm giving you a half. So we can do halves if you want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've done it. I gave like Pelham an eight and a half, so. Yes, you did, yeah. Halves have been done before. I'm fine with a half, yeah. Cool, all right. I, I still don't know what number I'm going to say. I genuinely don't know what number I'm going to say. It's just going to have to come to me when, you know, when I say it. Uh, okay, so let's do the countdown and give our give our individual score of the film. All right? Yep. So, three, two, one, 6.5. Oh, fairly close. Uh, fairly equal there. Fairly equal. Did you expect me to give it a 6.5? Is that higher or lower than you thought I would? That's... I think it's around where I was expecting. I, I, it's a, a good enough film that it wouldn't have been like a, a three or a four. It wasn't a Godzilla. Uh, no, not Style quite. ranking. I'm just going to mute the Discord call because it keeps pinging. That is absolutely fine. Um, I surprised myself with how high I scored this, honestly. I really went into it thinking I was going to hate it. But I, I had a really, really good time. I, enjoy, I enjoyed myself. See, I actually scored it higher but then i realized i'd scored it higher compared to the joss whedon version like okay the the joss whedon version the theatrical version you know compared to this version this version's like a nine out of ten if you're just comparing the films but i had to dial it back because just you know as a film by itself it's a, it's a solid seven. It's an above average movie. It's a good film. There's a lot to like about it, and there's a lot to also comment on and question why it's there. Yeah, uh, I've not seen the Joss. I've not seen the Joss Whedon theatrical edition, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you, but I know, I, I I know how much better this one is. If you're anecdotally ever in the mood for a bad film, not in a so bad it's good film, just a really shit movie. The Joss Whedon Justice League is the one for you. It's I think I'm going to pass. Bad. Yeah. Um, 
so I watched this film um, in four uh, segments, I guess. I, I watched it over the course of four days. I did an hour each day, um, which I thought was quite a nice way to split it up. Um, I definitely could have done two hours over two days, uh, but I finished work at six. <laughs> so I don't really have that much time in the evenings to use. So um, that's how I watched it. Yeah, I, I watched it. I watched it in a day, but in two parts. I watched a bit in the morning and then a bit in the evening. Oh, not a little bit of dessert. Yeah, a bit of dessert after dinner. I, I finished. Oh, delicious. Uh, Yum, finished Zack just... Snyder. Mm, thank you, Zaddy, Zaddy, <laughs> Zaddy Snyder. <laughs> Daddy Zaddy. Uh, we're going to give it a bit of a different format this week, just because of the unprecedented size. Well, I mean, we're, we're, going, we're going to give it a format this week, because we've never had any sort of format on the show other than the, ra- the rankings. We just kind of... We've never had a structure before. That's incredible. This is, this is a gra- groundbreaking moment. This is the longest film we've ever done. Yeah, by quite a lot. Did I say this... Did I say this was episode six at the beginning? It's seven, I think. I think you said or it was episode seven. six before we were recording, so it wouldn't have mattered. Oh. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Well, no, nobody would have known that if you hadn't told them. Uh, well, but yeah, I... this is episode seven, and we're going to uh, go through the plot and just kind of give our thoughts along the way. Uh, I've taken loads of notes. Uh, not sure if you've got any notes or anything to follow, but we'll just give our thoughts on each like each little part of the film. Yeah. Yep. So part one. Don't count part on it, one. Batman. Said Aquaman. Don't. Oh. Oh. So there's a there's a bit before part one, isn't there? Oh yeah, there is the 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 prologue. I guess the big scream. Yeah. Yeah. Superman's big big shout, the death rattle. So we. So that came from um, Batman v Superman, didn't it? Yeah. When Superman died in Batman v Superman he let out a cry that echoed around the earth and it awoke the mother boxes that had been you know hidden on the earth signaling mm. that earth was pretty much free for the taking because a Kryptonian Superman had died and it was welcome to all invaders Absolutely. So he lets out his barbaric yawp, and it kicks off the plot of the film. Uh, I've not seen Batman v Superman, but I kind of it was quite easy to just clue me in. I wouldn't like, waste the only your time. films that I've. Oh, I wouldn't waste my time either. The only DC EU films that I've seen are uh, the new Suicide Squad and the first Suicide Squad. <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, Man of Steel's decent. I've never seen it. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but this film didn't really give me much love for Superman. I'll get into that later, but I thought Superman in this film was like extraordinarily lame. <laughs> it's one of the things I didn't like about the film. Well, he had he had just um, come back from the dead. Yeah, I know, and I, that's another problem I've got with the film. Like, what? Why are we starting? Like, the first ever team up movie is just. We've got to get Superman back. Everyone, you know, everyone was so much happier when we had Superman. Like, you know, he's not even been dead for a whole film. They just, yeah. But that's that's a completely different criticism of many other films. It's not really related to this one. So let's forget about that one. So um, 
after that, we go straight into part one, as you mentioned. Don't count on it, Batman. Um, wow. So this was a weird introduction to the film for me. I was not enjoying this part very much. Yeah, Batman's on the hunt for team members for an incoming or a potential incoming fight. And he's, he's looking Why for Why is he? Um, I think that that's based on like um, Batman v Superman where um, he, he gets a warning from Lex Luthor at the end that things are on their way. But how does Lex Luthor know? Because Lex Luthor summoned or rather, well, summoned, created uh, Doomsday using oh, right, yeah. technology from Superman's ship and was like right. talking to an alien or I was talking to Steppenwolf. Um, so that, oh, was he? Yeah. That, that's that's why Batman's oh. trying to get this team together, because something might be on its way. Okay, so that is my first criticism, which is just, like, out of the water. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know about um, Lex Luthor talking to Steppenwolf. That kind of makes it make a bit more sense. Yeah. Um, yep, so in that part one, he goes to uh, Iceland, I think. Yeah. He meets Aquaman. And Aquaman's very cool, isn't he? He's, he's Aquaman cool. is cool. He, although, <laughs> how many shirts do you reckon he lost over the course of the movie? I mean, over the course of the movie, I think it's like two, maybe. Like every but, I mean, time he goes into sl- the water, he just shirt off. It's, like... it's just a small slice of his life. The jeans always stay on. I'd yeah. rather just swim in a shirt than I jeans. I know, you're you know? swimming in jeans, in salt water. Like, just keep your clothes on, you silly oh, man. Oh, jeez. It's also a really beautiful jumper he's wearing, and I was like, I just don't leave that on the beach. But like I could have had that. It was so beautiful. So in fact, one of the singing Icelandic girls sniffed it for some reason. Oh, she, he's got a tasteful musk. That was. I have to say, when when I first saw that, this, I was like, Oh, this film might be a bit. Hmm. I wasn't. I, I was. That's kind exactly of how I felt. Put off by that, but it, it saved itself. It was, it was just a bit weird. The it gets all the worst Zack Snyderisms out of the way. It's like he was just getting it out of his system. I'm no great Zack Snyder fan. I've not seen that many of his films, um, but I'm not the biggest fan of his like filmmaking. I don't really love the excessive slow mo and the musical covers that he chooses. I don't really like them, and I was glad that this was the worst it got, and it was like in the first ten minutes. Yeah. The Icelandic choir, weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, who are conveniently gathered because Batman and Aquaman are just walking down the street talking and then the camera turns and they're all just gathered singing. And Bruce Wayne doesn't really give a shit about his identity as well in this film. Uh, I don't think he cares when he's re- when he's talking to the recruits. Like, I think he still cares to the average person but when he's talking to like members of the Justice League he... He doesn't care. Oh, it's like when he was walking around with Aquaman in front of like, and I appreciate the Icelandic people might not have been able to speak English, but Aquaman was like, "Oh yeah, you're the guy who dresses as a bat." And I would have liked it if uh, if Bruce Wayne was just like, Shh, and it's like trying to shush him and be like, "Hey, oh, you know." Yeah, I suppose that's not an open secret. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a tiny nitpick that I'm not even going to stick on it. Uh, should we move on? We shall. Where should we? Where are we next? We go to London with Wonder Woman. 
and oh, we've we've skipped over the Lois Lane coffee sequence. Oh god! Oh yeah, I I, I didn't read the slow. <laughs> I forgot about Lois Lane. I'll only mention this because for some reason there was slow mo for putting the mug of coffee ah, on the ah, <laughs> on the barrier. I don't want to be me. I like Amy Adams in films I've seen her in. I do not like this Lois Lane. She is boring to me. I don't. Re- I, I've not seen any of the previous films, but like, yeah, not doing it for me. She. I mean, she. She was so much worse in Batman v Superman because she was there in the fight against Doomsday, and it was just was so unnecessary. What was she doing? Literally nothing. Because she can't. That you, you, oh, yeah. you got, you got <laughs> Doomsday, <laughs> Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Batman at least I mean, has. Batman shouldn't really even be there. At least, he at least had Kryptonian bullets to weaken Doomsday because he had just finished fighting Superman. Uh, so he had like Kryptonite bullets and grenades. So he had some use. Mm. And the fact he's at least a superhero. Lois Lane was just yeah, watching. Mental. So we go to London. And Which we know very well. We do know very well. The, there's a uh, there's Bruce Bolton. Was he? Yeah, the I can't remember the actor's name. Um, but yeah, he played Bruce Bolton in Game of Thrones. Oh no! Oh, I can't remember his name. Remind me, remind me which Bruce is the uh, the dad. Ramsey, yeah, not Ramsey. Ramsey's in Misfits. Yeah, Ramsey's in Misfits. Bruce Bolton is yeah. Ramsey's dad. Yeah. Was he the man with the hat? Uh, I think he had the hat. He was he was the leader of the, the yeah, terrorist guys. He re- <laughs> you re- you could have convinced me that was Tim Roth. It wasn't, but you could have convinced me. He is me. quite Tim Roth like in certain lines. There were Tim Rothy elements. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And he, he and you know uh, Bruce Bolton. He's he's got his hostages, isn't he? He's he's at the old Bailey. Yeah. And he's got the hostages. He's got the hostages. He's plans oh, to no. take the world back. Back to the Dark Ages by blowing up a building. <laughs> which, I mean, he, he doesn't need anything. He's just a, a faceless villain for Wonder Woman to beat up. It's like... Yeah, and um, what a beat up he gets. Yeah, well... <laughs> the, one of the main criticisms I remember when this film came out was that Wonder Woman caused a bigger explosion than the bomb that she threw into the air when she slammed her gauntlets together. Yeah, and just obliterated the entire building anyway. Yeah, it's it's to be fair, it's like a decent action sequence. I felt it was extraordinarily goofy when she was like running around on her knees. It was goofy, but I kind of liked it because it was a bit <laughs> yeah, awkward and it showed maybe like a yeah. bit of you know, she's a bit desperate to, to block these bullets from the from the random people. I it's a bit yeah. I, I liked the whole sequence and that bit did make me laugh but I was also like okay I can I can I can get behind this as, as funny looking as it is I, I I liked it 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 wasn't you know silky smooth it wasn't you know she easily saved the day she had to work for a little bit and that made it look a bit awkward that was my interpretation of that but uh, that little girl at the end she says what you know I want to be like you Wonder Woman she says you can be whatever you want to be. And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for a bit of sincerity, but that was a little bit, that was yeah. a little bit Pixar. She, uh, she did, she did proceed to wink at the camera and uh, <laughs> point to the audience. And that goes for you as well. Yeah, I, I, I felt pretty empowered in that moment. 
Um, so then we uh, we go to Themyscira, and this is the sequence I think. Well, yeah, this is the sequence where uh, Steppenwolf uh, spots. He gets his grubby little hands on the first mother box on in Themyscira. Yeah, this and we see the uh, the battle. Yeah. Between the Amazons and him. This was the first mother box to awaken after Superman's death. And, uh, and they've all got their swords drawn at the box. Yeah, and when it stops vib- it stops like vibrating and one Amazonian is like, Maybe it went back to sleep and the queen just yeah, turns I mean... to her with a look on her face like, Shut the fuck up. What are you talking <laughs> about? And, <laughs> I'd, yeah, I don't I think it was intended that way, but that's how I saw it. Just this woman like, what, the, what are you talking about? It's a fair read. What did you think of that battle? I mean, it's brutal. It what? Yeah, I, I kind of liked it. Um, I, I think the Amazons need, the Amazons need a, a quick release for the doors and not rely on hammers. If I don't be, if I was, uh, <laughs> if I was the, uh, the the planner, the for, for that building. Are oh, you housing evil here? I'd I'd do a quick release on a, maybe a bit of rope that you cut and they all go at once. But you know, it was a, so, it was a good sequence. That whole sequence was very much um, I could recognise it was a new edition because I was aware going into this that this is an R-rated film. Well, where the um, first version wasn't. You say it's a it's a new edition. It was it's weird because it's the just original edition it wasn't this was oh okay yeah. fair point yeah because joss whedon um, cut it all out right so i suppose it's yeah i mean it's a it's a snyder um it's, it's, it's distinctly snyder's decision to have put this sequence in um i wonder if the whole temple collapsing was already in the film or if that was new it was because so I mean, my understanding of what's new and what's not is the epilogue at the end where it's got like the future you know apocalypse scenes that was nightmare with a K. nightmare with a K. that's the only bit that's been added so part of the budget that hbo gave Zack snyder was to film that sequence everything else is the original uh planned oh, edition wow. from snyder with vfx added do you think or just do you think it always existed like that um i that not vfx i think that was part of the budget as well just to kind of finish off um you know bits that because basically i i from what i remember snyder went to to warner brothers and said i've got a three and a half hour movie i'm happy for this to be my director's cut and they're like cool can you shorten it for the theatrical bit and oh wow um, and then he shortened it and then the whole uh, you know, daughter suicide. Joss Whedon sure, came yeah. into it, and then Warner Brothers were like, "Hey, he's gone. Let's get it down to two hours and completely change the movie." They were complete bastards in the whole scenario. Oh, absolutely! And even Joss Whedon himself was a massive dickhead with what happened with uh, Ray Fisher. Yeah, um, which is still which is still blown up, isn't it? It's, it's... Yeah, and and to an extent, uh... Ben Affleck because he the. Part of the reason Ben Affleck quit being Batman, the standalone film he was meant to have, is because he was so burned out on the character from the shitty reshoots that oh, Joss really? Whedon did. Wow. Apparently, you know, I don't, I, not a friend of Ben or Benny as he likes to be yeah. called. <laughs> friend of Ben, yeah. I love it. Um, but I, I mean, this isn't just. 
about that sequence that we just talked about but the whole film i thought for the most part the special effects were like really good yeah it was really well made was, i like nothing really took me out of steppenwolf's it steppenwolf's armor i really liked oh, how it reacted his whole design was yeah. really good <laughs> He looked so awful in the um, theatrical version. Yeah, where he's just, he's, I think he's um, wearing, like, a plate body or something. Like, he's just wearing, yeah. up, like, a knight's armour. He looks very yeah. weird. But in this, you know, he gets shot full of arrows, and the armour reacts to him. So he, he flexes, and they all, like, mm. break out of him. That was pretty cool. I didn't like it when I first saw the images coming out, but, um... No, I mean, yeah, it when, when it's, really in, like, good, when it's in, moving, like... it looks good. Yeah. Definitely. We're on to part two. Yeah, we are. Wow. This is, That's a, 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 a shorter when you read the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take four hours to read, read through it, funnily enough. Part Age of Heroes. Uh, the Age of Heroes. Uh, so then we're following um, Cyborg and his dad, who is called Silas? Silas, Silas right? Stone, yeah. That's such a good name. So we're watching Silas Stone at Star Labs. Um, they've got their mother box or whatever, uh, and uh, oh, I'm struggling. Do you want to take over? Because I'm struggling with the plot at this point. I'm getting lost. They're they're in Star Labs. Uh, Silas goes home, uh, leaving the cleaner there to you know finish up, and that's when parademons. We don't see them attack, but they go to Star Labs because a, a mother box was there. Mm. And they take the scientist hostages to try and find out where the mother box is. That's we right. Then... Do we meet Cyborg at this point? Uh, I no, I don't think we do. Oh wait, okay. I think we get a glimpse of him. I think we we see him looking at the cupboard, which um, has the mother box in it. Okay, cool. Um, and then obviously we get Diana um, learning exposition around Darkseid's first attack on uh, on Earth um, thousands of years ago. No, no, right? we don't. <gasps> we get the uh, Queen Hip, whatever her name is, Hippolyta. Hippolyta, that's the one. Um, mm. Firing the arrow to send the warning <gasps> to Diana that in you know shit's going down. Yeah. It's se sequences okay. like this they, they they could have been cut down it wouldn't have had to be a four hour movie that's my main criticism of the film is that and I've seen other people say this and I have to echo the same thing I like the film but I wish there was a theatrical cut of this version of it yeah like you can keep kind of like pretty much everything but in this sequence where like it's a whole ceremony and they bring in the big box and they take the hour out and they like say a blessing over the arrow. Then they fire it. It's like you could just keep the shooting of the arrow. It's like we don't yeah. need to see all the Amazons, all the Amazon women and their abs carrying this box. To I think the word the word that I used to describe it when watching it was just a lot of it feels very gratuitous. Yeah, it just feels so unnecessary, and I can appreciate that. Like, yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, it's cool, but, but you, you you can keep the main part of it, which is firing the arrow to definitely. the land of men. So then um, we've got Aquaman um, talking to Willem Dafoe. Uh, I don't remember this. I watched this 
two days ago? <laughs> I don't remember so it at this all. This is where a- Aquaman rescues the guy from the storm. Uh, oh, and he throws him on the throws table. Throws him on the table, takes some whiskey. And he has his whiskey. Takes his shirt yeah. <laughs> off, dives into the ocean, talks to uh, the Green Goblin, and yeah. <laughs> is basically told... Because th- this happens before the Aquaman movie. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, of course it does. So... Yeah. Aquaman hasn't taken up like his father's trident and his mother's armor or whatever. Mm. Um, so he's still trying to be convinced of that. And I think he's just told like, "Oh, go, go look at the mother box, would you?" And so I've it. actually I've not seen Aquaman, uh, the film Aquaman. Oh really? I thought Weirdly you had. enough, this no, no, no. Uh, this film, this film kind of sold me on it. I was, you know, I was thinking Jason Momoa is a lot of. I quite like him in this. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more of him. It's, the the best part is that in this film, Amber Heard has an English accent as uh, Mira, and in the Aquaman movie, because she's not in the theatrical cut for Joss Whedon, she's completely removed. Okay. So in the Aquaman movie, they were like, "Yeah, oh, we'll just just do an American accent. Like, keep your American accent." So is she American? Not is, sure. is she Australian or American? I'm not sure what she is actually. I'm having a look. But. In, in this, she's like, "Oi, wanker, Arthur, you bellend!" <laughs> and in, in the... I, I couldn't place it. Oh, she's American. Oh, yeah. So in, in the Aquaman movie, she just did her, you know, regular voice. So it was really confusing when I watched it oh, for the yeah. first time, having watched Aquaman first. She's mm. like, "Oi, oi, governor." <laughs> uh, I just like to say we do not stand. Oh yeah, fuck Amanda. Her, she's a. <laughs> yeah, <woman>. totally. <laughs> um, and then, all right, so at command does that. I do not remember it. Uh, Diana goes to find Bruce in his home, and she she explains the mother boxes. Is this where we get the sequence of the battle Th- with Darkseid? This is the battle five thousand years cool. ago, or whatever it was. Yeah. So here's where we uh, get the reveal that like Ares, yeah, uh, saved everyone, and it kind of feels bad that he's dead. I was like, oh, hang on, maybe he wasn't so bad, you know? <laughs> well, this whole sequence, I th- I think they were going for, you know, the start of Lord of the Rings, where you got the epic voiceover. I literally made that note, yeah, I literally made that note. Gal Gadot doesn't quite have the same uh, voiceover chops as, um, who did it for Lord of the Rings? Uh, it's Kate it was Kate Blanchett, wasn't Blanchett. it? It was. That's Gladriel, right? Yeah. It was Kate Blanchett, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the name that comes to mind, but for some reason it sounds we'll wrong. We'll just say it's Kate I'm going to Google again. I don't want to... Hang on, hang on, hang on. But yeah, it, it was, uh, you know... it, it what, That wasn't it, Chief. That, uh... <laughs> that wasn't it. Not quite. It was Kate Blanchett yeah. as well, just just to confirm. Uh, I was an alright sequence. <laughs> it was just a lot of exposition. I was it like, was, I and... I don't mind. It, it, it would have been fine if, if, you know, the exposition had a bit more oomph. It was yeah, Kel dot properly visuals. just with, you know, a cup of tea in one yeah. hand, cigarette in the other, just like, yeah, that was, that was dark side a while ago. I'd see, I don't, I still really, I'm not really that knowledgeable about uh, the DC universe, really, maybe more so than the average person, but like, I've really not read that many comics. I, I know jack all about dark side. Um, what questions you got? I might be able to enlighten. So... The whole thing about him, like, you know, he's he's uh, 
and I also appreciate this film takes a lot of liberties with like the source material. I know the mother boxes in um, DC are nothing like this. I think they're supposed to be like little personal computers for people. So yeah, sort of yeah. They're, so then they're not anything like really destructive. They're just like little weird PDAs or something. PDA, public display of effects. What am I thinking of? I think a PDA is a, also has multiple meanings, like a personal I think device. It does. Something application. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Let's say it's that. I've got no idea. But um, essentially, so what really just bothered me is how they're you know they're going on about oh you know we've been looking all over the universe for this anti-life equation. So then they attack Earth for God knows what reason. He gets attacked and very hurt, and he fucks off back to space. And then five years, like five thousand years later, they're saying oh you know we found it, we found it again. So did they just lose track of Earth? That's the impression I got. I, I think that Darkseid, he's, he just goes well-to-world conquering, not caring. So, like, he... Yeah, I just... I don't think he cared where he was. There was a planet, right. he was going to conquer it. He didn't, and yeah, he had to go should, away. Um, that's the f- They should have a better method of, like... Yeah, that's the feeling I got anyway. Because, yeah, the, the whole anti-life thing was a bit odd. I thought. So, do you know what the anti-life equation is? Uh, sort of. Dark side. It's it's basically the. It's like a. I think it's like a mathematical, scientific equation for life. And dark side wants it because he wants to rule over. You know, the. He just wants to rule over everything. So he's right, yeah. spent. He's you know, pretty much all of his existence looking for the anti-life equation, the answer to to life yeah i mean maybe you know just work on his maths um so we see that battle uh it's fine, isn't it? it's fine. i like how the green lantern ring considered dark side for a for a second it was teasing it, it was teasing him and then then it flew off elsewhere <laughs> uh i like zeus zeus was cool yeah zeus was really good cool zeus. just frying lightning uh, who... bolts everywhere <laughs> he was wasn't he who else did we see so... Um, King Atlan, the uh, I think that's Aquaman's dad. I really I think so, or a or a relation at least. Yeah. Um, no, it's not his dad. Um, it's it's just a king of Atlantis. Um, okay. I think it is a distant relation on his mother's side. It's not his dad though. Um, mm. But yeah, we. Oh, and then and then all the mother boxes get hidden. And then all the mother, <laughs> yeah, all the mother boxes get hidden. Oh. You know, in the ancient temple in Themyscira, in an ancient temple in Atlantis, in a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah. See, when I, when got... I saw the theatrical cut for Joss Whedon, I thought, oh, to cut down time, they've just hid it in the hole in the ground. But I'm sure in Snyder's version, they had also some grand temple to hide this, you know, ancient thing in. No, it was still a hole in the ground. <laughs> Just three feet of dirt, like if that, yeah, it's like a yeah, couple yeah. of years after a flood. I mean, to be fair, if like if you know the roundabout location of the mother box, the one in the dirt is going to be the hardest to find, though, right? Yeah, maybe it's it's so it's you know, it's it's so innocuous. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and it was the last one to be found. Actually, no, it was yeah. it was the oh, first one to be found because Star Labs had it for years. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, Nazis or something. Probably. All right, cool. Okay, so we're on to part three. Whoa. 
So this is where the film really started picking up for me. Yeah, we meet the Flash in this part. Yes. Uh, beloved mother, beloved son. Um, who's that in reference to? Who is it a reference to? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's a reference to... Is it a cyborg? No. Yes, what? it is. Yeah? Because I think cyborg or Victor, the, the person, is assumed to be dead, along with the mother his mum so this is yeah that that is it because um the mum died in a car crash victor nearly yeah. died and his dad worked he used the mother box to try and you know save his life mm. but ended up turning him into a cyborg yes and... uh and this and this is the part where we meet him isn't it yeah meet um, him properly cool okay uh well actually first so, yeah, we meet the flash he's right so just some context. Uh, I, I know very little about the Flash, but what I do know about him, uh, he's always been one of my favourite characters. I think the Flash is a really cool character, especially Barry Allen. Yep. Uh, so I was very excited to see <laughs> what it'd be like. Uh, I really don't like the Flash TV show, um, and I was expecting to hate him in this, based on um, what I knew of Ezra Miller playing him in the uh, Justice League. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, enjoyed his performance a lot. Here. I liked him. Yeah, I, he, he, <laughs> I really he was a good like Flash. Him. He was. I think some some of his quips, as like his Barry Allen quips, didn't quite hit the mark. But he was as a as Flash. I think he was he was really good. And when he's the only one making jokes, they don't stand out as so bad. Yeah. I feel exactly. Like. That's yeah. So he, like he was he was he was they were fine. Um, there was just like one or two. I was like, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, I I really liked him as the Flash. And it's the sequence with the um the hot dog in the, the air. The hot dog and Iris West. Yeah, who I know from the Flash TV show because I do not consume much comic book media. And um, yeah, I mean, I I really like the Flash's like special effects. They're really cool. The Really interesting. The only time slow motion should have been used is the, when the Flash is doing his thing, and exactly. it was mostly used for that. But there were some other times where, like Lois Lane putting a mug of coffee, you do not need slow mo for that. Well, there were times. There are other times where they used slow mo, and people were moving slowly there, but like at a relatively similar speed to how the Flash was moving, and it was like. This doesn't look like super speed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I don't know when when everybody's moving in slow motion, it kind of undercuts like how cool it is in the Flash does. Yeah. Having said that, um, ever since Days of Future Past came out, we've seen a lot of like super speed in films, um, notably in Sonic. You ever seen Sonic? Uh, the Sonic film. Yes. Then we. Yeah. So he do, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does super speed like Days of Future Past, Quicksilver, super speed in that. But this is the first time since that film came out that I've actually really been impressed with those visual effects in a film. I thought it was really cool, like the way that uh, his shoes burned off and like yeah. he was breaking the ground beneath him because he was moving with such speed. And I was like, that's really, really like interesting. When he smashes through the glass door, it like ripples yeah. like water and th then it's it so breaks. So good. Like, yeah. It's so good. And there's, there's a bit later in the film and they, they rescue the scientists and like the rocks are about to fall on them and i think it looked really cool where he stops the rocks falling on him and you just see like flashes 
of him, pardon the pun, uh, like yeah, pushing the yeah, rocks yeah, out yeah, the right. way. Uh, that, that would be I've really cool. That. Absolutely. I like that very much. I like the Flash very much in this. That's the best scene later in the movie, but I'm sure we'll get onto that. We will, and I think I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, where so... are we? Where uh, are we? So Steppenwolf goes to the Atlantean Warriors. Oh no, this is where he gets the Atlantean Warriors and questions them to where the mother this box is, is. Is this? Oh, I literally made no notes for this. Yeah, he's like. I don't. I don't. I didn't need this in the film. Person, you have to send <laughs> off a mother box. Where is it? That's right. Oh, the spider. He's got a spider. Oh yeah, yeah. That was this is the mechanical spidery bit. Yeah. It's like, Cool. Yeah, I'm sure you could have found out a different way. Uh, <laughs> flashbacks are showing of Victor's life. He was the star football American football player. He had a he had a bump. That, that, that that's the point of the relationship with the dad. They had a bumpy relationship because the dad was always right, working. Yeah. Uh, See, I really liked the scene where um where Victor looks up at the stands and he sees his mother there, but not his dad. He just sees the empty seat. And I was like, that's like really just beautiful, easy, like just good filmmaking, just telling me, obviously he's looking up to see his dad's not there and he's not there. And then the next scene is them in the car and him basically just saying it all and spelling it out. And I'm like, oh, like you've just told me this information. Don't show me the fact that his dad's not there and he feels sad about it. And then just get him in the car saying, oh, Dad, you know, Dad wasn't at the game. He never is. He's always working. I was like, oh, this is just The Simpsons. Like, this is just The Simpsons they, plot. They like... bloody copied Austin Powers when he graduated from uh, school. And he looks to the audience at his graduation and there's no Dad sitting there. There's no... Uh... Zack I never imagined Zack Snyder would... Co like, just copy. Would steal from Austin Powers. Uh, let's see. I think the rest of this sequence is just... Barry Allen meets Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah. Diana meets Cyborg. When's um, uh, Steppenwolf when he's looking really sad and he's got his big sad oh, eyes? Oh, he's got the puppy dog eyes. Um... I made lots of notes about that. <laughs> because I love him. I love Steppenwolf. Uh, I think that's when he has like the... the flashback to the anti-life equation i think he right. only sees it in that vision oh no it happens twice doesn't it, it happens yeah twice. i think when he sees Cause it, it happens in this dark side as well yeah There's yeah a... yeah <laughs> i i like that oh, i i, I so like good. that the, the villain actually had motivation he wasn't just yeah, oh, i've got to destroy the world it's like he's trying to redeem himself because at some point he betrayed dark side as they allude to in the movie um, mm. And he's trying to like seek forgiveness, and he's doing that by conquering worlds. So I watched a review earlier today, just in kind of preparation for this, and someone was saying how they weren't really that impressed by Steppenwolf. He's just kind of like a generic villain, but I thought he was a lot better than like the average villain. Oh yeah, I mean he had know? generic moments where he's like, "This world yeah. will embrace the darkness for dark side," and it's like <laughs> Kingdom Hearts style. Yeah, but like, other than that, like, like... he had. <laughs> A bit of depth to him. Yeah, I, I enjoyed him. I, I actually like uh, I like his big eyes. Yeah, were a big part. They they, they really sold the big me anime that. Stefan Wolf eyes. Oh man, it's I, I did I did use the word kawaii. In my <laughs> I, I stand I stand by that. 
Uh, Steppenwolf gets the the box from Atlantis. Uh, they do blood bending, which uh, yes, that's right. And uh, he still cool. get yeah, it's cool, but he still manages to get the box. And then this is part four. Oh, I said, right. So we've missed uh, just one oh. thing. I said uh, in my notes, Steppenwolf is genuinely adorable. <laughs> big smile when getting his second mother box. He's got a big old smile. Yeah, he's, he's proud of himself. Um, he's got to put that one on the fridge. And they do have a fridge oh, back at Chernobyl. The big. <laughs> he puts yeah. them on the fridge. Oh, they do. They <laughs> he do. Puts... <laughs> he does. He's got little magnets. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, so I just wanted to say quickly, there's a really, really small t- uh, scene of Alfred talking to Wonder Woman. about. Oh, what- yeah, I love this bit. <laughs> right. Alfred is such a fucking goat in this He's film. great. I love he's him. He's really good. He's, he's so good. I didn't expect to love him so much, but he's probably my favourite film Alfred that I've ever seen. He's, he's great. I, I like that his stuff to really, do as well. Like really You see him like working on Batman's suit and like the gadgets as yeah. well. So he's like got a... You know, he he actually he actively works with Batman. He's not just the butler. Um, yeah, but even then, it's not completely undercutting his, you know, his care of of, of Bruce. He's still yeah. like he's still meddling with the tea and making sure yeah, that everyone's like, alright. Really, really nailed like hit the landing the tea. me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God bless. Um, right, but like you said, part four, change machine. Yeah. So th- have we got what I started last night? Is this where? Let me just skim through. Uh, th- this is where they go to the kidnapped scientists, isn't it? Uh oh, shit! Have we have we skipped? I think that? this is that bit because it's strikers. Yeah, it's because stri- they go to oh, Jim, no, Go- cool. Jim okay, Gordon, and he shows yeah. them a map, and they go to Strikers Island, but underground, so they rescue mm. the scientists. That were at Star Labs. Cool. Uh, oh, but I didn't mention this. This uh, the Star Lab scientist. This is uh, it's got a bit of fan service I like, where with Ryan Choi. Yeah, I looked this up after the film because they they mentioned his name and I was like, they've done that for a reason. But but continue to tell me for the people who he don't is, know. He is the Atom in in the comics, so he is also mm. a superhero. Obviously not yet. He hasn't got his. Uh, powers, I guess, but I, I I like fan service like that where it's just if you know it, it's you know well and good. It's not like yeah. you know some Star Wars fan service where it's just like, hey, look <laughs> yeah. look at the Tie Fighters, look at the look at all the things from the other films. It's like it just. Do you remember this character? You used to have a toy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh shit, I did. But yeah, I, I like that fan service where it's just, it's a character name. If you know the name, you know the name. And he's Atom, who is DC's equivalent Ant-Man, right? Uh, Ant- whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Ant- Ant-Man is Atom's equi- is the equivalent of DC's. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> m- oh. M- mo- mo- most Atom of DC's like... stuff came first. Um, yeah, okay. Just because I think it was made sooner. Sure, yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember what it is. I think Atom's like um, really important in one big DC story, but I cannot remember for the life of me which one. Uh, I don't remember. It's not like a flashpoint or something. Like he, um, Atom. Oh fucking hell! I've just googled Atom. <laughs> Idiot. Well Atom. done, <laughs> Atom. I'm looking at science. So what's going on here? Fucking Atom. Um, 
What did he do? do? Well, I know there's different iterations. Move 52, maybe? No, that's, that's Maybe Ray Palmer, uh, Atom. Yeah, I, I swear he's had, like, he, he was, like, uh, an instigator for, like, for something. Uh, I just want to say, whilst we're on um, a little tangent, uh, you know the boom tubes? Yes. The best sound effect. What, the teleport dubstep? The where... Yeah! It had the little pshew. Yeah. It's so good. Effects were you look it up on very YouTube. good in this film. Yeah. It's the sound that I liked more than the actual visual effects. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, this is where Steppenwolf gets the, the anti-life. Okay. Um, after three of the prisoners, Cyborg flies away with the last mother box. Steppenwolf uh, sees the anti-life equation and proceeds to contact Darkseid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they meet... They're, oh, then they meet with Batman and they talk about uh, possibly having to revive Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and ultimately they decide they have to do it. So they take, they, then they use the final mother box, which Steppenwolf doesn't have as a tool to go and resurrect Superman. And that happens in part five. But However... Does, but not... <laughs> you've got one scene to talk about. We have Martha and oh. Lois talking in Lois's apartment. And Martha is just telling Lois to get off your ass, stop, you know, stop mourning the death of Come. Superman get out there come back to the living come back with the living and then she exits the apartment it turns out it's martian manhunter which i didn't like <laughs> oh, i just thought it no <laughs> i i like martian manhunter he did not need to be in this movie whatsoever no and he kind of just that scene is then robbed it's robbed of the emotion yeah it's robbed of the sincerity it's a good moment is between he... <laughs> lois lane and martha kent and then it says Psych. Martian Manhunter just goes around impersonating women, giving like people <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what's go- why? Oh, I, very. Annoying. I did like his look in this film. I think I know Zack Snyder's films are like generally like people say they're dark, and I usually don't care about that. But I think Martian Manhunter's skin should have been a bit, maybe a paler green, not just a very yeah. very dark green. Also, a thing that Snyder does is um, I'm not well. I'm not sure if this is necessarily Snyder. I think it's probably more the visual effects people or the costumes or whatever. But uh, th- there's no real like block colors or everything. Everything is so detailed. Like even Flash's costume, which should just be like a big red leotard, <laughs> it's like got all this plating on it. And Martian Manhunter's the same. He, like he should just be simple, shouldn't he? He's just like green. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's scaled now. You say uh, Flash's costume should be like a leotard. Are you referring to the free- the TV series where it is just a red onesie? I take it back. <laughs> yeah, I take it back because I much preferred this. Oh costume. yeah, it looks very cool. Yeah, I I really liked his nightmare uh, with a K costume as well. As, as heinous as that might be. Yeah, I think that was like his time travel costume because Joker mentions like yeah. resetting the timeline. I think he needs that to, I guess, survive or control the the, the flow of time when he does his thing. But yeah, yeah it looked cool. I thought it was a cool look, honestly. Uh, so, um, yep, yeah, I've just written Martian Manhunter twist. Extraordinarily dumb. Yeah. 
Um, so then we are on to part five, as she said, all the king's horses, older King Shawshish, Master Rain. Um, and this is the part where, uh, oh, they, they dig up Cyborg's body and you get some nice back and forth between, um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman, which I really, really like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, 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 I did like Flash's, Flash and Cyborg talking when they're like, hey, do you reckon Wonder Woman will go for a younger guy? She's she's five thousand <laughs> yeah. years old, Barry. They're all younger guys. I thought, I generally thought the humor just like between the characters as well was, it was very understated. Like it was just quite, it was quite just down to earth and quite nice. Yeah, it, it like was it wasn't nat- trying it was hard to be funny. It was yeah, natu- it was it was a conversation. There was a couple of jokes. It wasn't forced. It wasn't undercutting yeah. a serious moment. I don't want to be mean, but like. I didn't expect it just to be like really well written like yeah. that. It was genuinely enjoyable, and it's, you know, with the scene with um, where Barry's trying on the hats and he's like, <laughs> he's asking Aquaman and he's like, oh yeah, let me see the first one again. <laughs> I was like, where is this good humor coming from? Like, genuinely worked so much better for me than the kind of the. Uh, uh, you kind of have to compare this film to the Marvel films, don't you? Yeah, you can't really help yourself. And this just worked so much better for me just because it was so much more sincere. Yeah, it just, it was more, it was better, <laughs> really. There was no winking. There's no winking at the camera. It's just very much like, oh. Yeah, it was, you know. it was, it was good. <laughs> it was like. Anyway, uh, that is enough slacking off Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> um, Next we have, they go to Superman's ship. Uh, yes, that's to right. To resurrect him, Cyborg, when he's connected to the ship, or rather, to, to actually to, to resurrect him, they have to put the mother box. Oh, they have to put Superman's corpse in the juice. I don't. I can't remember what it was of the the Kryptonian ship, um, and the mother box has to be charged and hit the hit the water at the exact same time is what they have to do uh, so cyborg he wires himself into the ship and sees a more of the nightmare with a k vision nightmare where with a k. superman is uh you know it's similar to injustice i guess where lois lane yeah. dies and that is the catalyst for him to forego everything and serve dark side and then <laughs> cyborg has a hold on wait a minute moment but it's too late because <laughs> yeah. barry's already running because he's the only one who get this electrical charge to to charge the box but he's a bit too slow so he's running so fast that he he, he speeds up a bit and he reverses time so the box comes out of the water so he can touch mm. the box at the right moment it touches and gets it and superman uh resurrects and then we're straight into the fight with superman straight into the fight with superman um, i've not got much to say on it i don't really like it i don't think it's necessary uh, i think it's literally there just so we can see justice league fighting superman which obviously Zack snyder really likes yeah um i don't need it i don't want it <laughs> yeah, it didn't add anything for me. I didn't really enjoy it. it was, there, I was waiting for there it needed to, to be a bit of conflict, but yeah, having just a fight was a bit whatever. I I did like though 
when Flash starts running and it all goes slow motion, uh, Superman, because he's also pretty quick, his eye turns and he's able to see Flash mm. while he's uh, doing his super speed. And, yeah, and Flash like has a moment of, holy shit, this, is, this hasn't happened before. So I kind of, this is one thing that I've always thought about Superman and Flash. I, I love the idea of Superman, um, not how he's done in films, but I've always, you know, I like the idea of him just being like this really powerful everyman, whatever. Uh, but I've always hated the fact that like, oh, Superman and Flash are going to have a race. They shouldn't need to. Flash should so outclass Superman at, at speed because that's his thing. He, he, he does. That, 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 that's like, I, a, like an older comic thing where it's like, oh, who's faster? Um, yeah, but like, yeah, it's like n- nowadays it's just oh, like obviously the Flash is is quicker. Okay, and cool. I, I think they sh- he showed so, it pretty pretty well. As Superman goes to try to like punch him, and Flash is able to dodge out the way e- every dodge, time because yeah. he is quicker. Um, so this, so this is also my first uh, DC film that I've seen with Superman in it. Uh, he is <laughs> overpowered to hell and back. Uh, it's just not a competition well, that's just, when he's that's around. That's standard and Superman, really. It's... it's mental how much he outclassed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. Um, I will also say that I didn't like the whole concept of the film being we can't win as a team. Only Superman can help us win. So we all need to band together to get Superman so he can help us win. Uh I didn't necessarily like that. That's kind of how I interpreted it. I'm not sure if that's how you're meant to. Well, that's how I did. To be fair, that only happened after the first fight with Steppenwolf, where they lose. So I yeah. think it, it did make sense for them, like, well, maybe maybe we need a bit of Superman, because we just got kicked to shit by Steppenwolf. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. But he's literally so much more powerful than all of them that he probably could have taken Steppenwolf on his own. Yeah. And when you're like framing the whole film around, you can't save the world alone. It's like, well, no, not, <laughs> not if you're not Unless Superman. You're <laughs> if you're Superman, you definitely could. Superman could have beaten Steppenwolf from the start. Yeah. There wouldn't there wouldn't have been much of a film had he not been dead. And I just that for me that's not a very satisfying, like that's not a very satisfying film where you've got the the team who essentially have just come together. So they can bring one guy back who can defeat the villain. Like for me, that's just how I read it, and that was a bit frustrating. It, I thought that, like, yeah. I think it would have been a lot better if this movie they uh, they didn't re- resurrect Superman. They fought Steppenwolf together and were able to mm-hmm. win. But when in you know the next movie where Darkseid makes his appearance, they try and fight him. They can't. Then they realise we this is you know he is so far beyond any of us. We need Superman. Yeah. To at least yeah. give him a film. Uh, yeah. You know to remain dead. Yeah. No, I hundred percent agree with you. I had that same thought. Um, but we have been going at this for nearly an hour. Yeah. So let's uh, let's keep going. So um, Steppenwolf gets the final box. He takes it to his hideout. Yes. Um. Uh, Oh, hold on, one more. Batman, when he goes, oh, Steppenwolf, he's never fought us united. I was like, happened an hour ago. Dude, well, Aquaman like... wasn't with him. <laughs> Which yeah, makes okay, no difference, point. but... No, I know, I know, I know. Um, so, uh, 
I'm so lost in my notes. I'm just going off on one about how much I like Aquaman. Where are we now? Uh, should we just start with part six, something darker? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Silas uh, has sacrificed himself. Oh, yeah. He superheated the mother box to give it a like a, a heat signature so they could track it. Um, yes. Which was... It, the, the, the thing about it is there's quite a few callbacks. Like, the, the superheat thing was shown at the start of the movie. Where like mm-hmm. when we first meet Silas and Ryan Choi, and he is like, "You're looking at the hottest thing on planet Earth," and they superheat a bit of, yes. and then it's like that's you know paid back with. Uh, it's a nice little Chekhov's gun. Yeah, with, with the superheat, and same with the the flash time travel bit, where it's like it yes. pays oh, off. Yeah, yeah. And... But what I like about it is that it's not super obvious. It feels like you've been <laughs> paying attention. So you're like, okay, I remember that happened earlier. It's not so in your face that you expect it to come back later. Yeah, it was, it was done really well. So we're on to part six. Um, Clark is milling around uh, in Smallville. Um, Reunite to Lois and Martha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Sorry. it. He gets a black suit for some reason. That is uh, that is actually true to the comics. Oh, that's when he has a mullet, isn't it? Uh, I think he just had a, a mullet in the 90s because that was the st- it was the style at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But well, yeah, after the death of Superman in the comics, he has a he has a black suit. Okay, um, that's cool. I didn't, uh, didn't Which know is... Because you see the red suit and he's walking through his ship. Uh, you see the red... You see, like, different outfits, like... And you, yep. see, you see the red suit, but he opts for the black one, which... I guess he had all the time because um, in Man of Steel, that's what Zod wears. He wears like a black kind of suit. Oh, really? So I think that's just like, I think that's the st- the standard, ah. and the red and blue one okay. was something he made himself. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much detail you want to go into in the in the um the finale of the film. I say the finale, the, like the final act. Basically, they just fight. Uh, Steppenwolf and they beat him. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say uh, about they it? They fight Steppenwolf. They have to stop the mother boxes uniting. Um, otherwise, mm. it will, you know, kill everything basically and allow Darkseid to turn up. And then the Flash scene. Should we just talk about the Flash scene? It's so good. Can, it's so. Can good. you believe Joss Whedon cut that? No! How dare they? How dare they create such a scene in a superhero film that has got me like going, Yah! how dare they? Was... Um, and then cut it! <laughs> what are you doing? It was because the way yeah. Steppenwolf dies in the, in the theatrical was um, he he's, I think he gets scared of Superman, uh, sort of parademons sense to fear, and then they turn on Steppenwolf and then they like take him away. That's like the Lion King, isn't it? With yeah. Scar. <laughs> But yeah, who was voiced by Jeremy Irons, who's in this as Alfred? It's cyclical. But the Flash scene was so fucking good. It's very, very How he good. Rebuilds reality by running back in time with every step he takes, because it's just cool. And the way it all builds up around him, it's like it's very yeah, just really, really enjoyable bit of like visual effects. It's so good. And then you know he's and he's talking about his dad. Yeah. And like this is something I made a note of, and I and I I, uh, I wonder how much of um, I wonder how much if anything was added, because obviously we have to look at the framing of the film. Like Snyder had to leave after his daughter tragically died, and there's like parenthood comes up a lot in this film. Yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty sure it was all 
still there because the only bit that was added, I'm yeah. pretty sure, is the epilogue. Wow. Okay. Um, but it definitely frames the story differently. I mean, yeah. I mean, Parenthood, like I said, it plays such an important theme, and with that message at the end, it says for autumn. Like, it, it's hard not to like. Oh, see it as extraordinarily just sad. There, there was a, a bit of CGI added when when Batman meets Flash and they drive away in the uh, not sponsored by Mercedes. Um, they they, they okay. drive past a big billboard and it says uh, you are not alone and it's like a suicide awareness uh, poster. Uh, oh man, I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> they could have made it a bit more obvious. They could have just put like a suicide awareness advert on Superman's chest, <laughs> didn't they? Like... But yeah, that that that. I wish I wish I'd seen it, it that. It was just uh, he drives away and there's like a billboard. Um, cause I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, for his daughter. Yeah. Um, but no, I really like the whole finale. I, uh, Superman is absolutely brutal. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> then they they uh they send old Steppenwolf through a portal back to his back to his mates with his head cut off. He's he's got his head cut off. What's going, what's going on? Dark side just crushes him. Unnecessarily mean. That whole end. Of it, I was so sad for him. You can't give me the adorable big <laughs> smile and the big eyes. I need a Steppenwolf fan cam. Honestly, I was so sad. I was like, you can't do one man like this. Dark side. And when uh, Dark side was like, we will use the old ways. Ready the Armada. Oh, I was like, cool. Oh. I want to see that. Do you think that? Do you think that would have been uh, a uh, like a an episode? Not an episode. Film number three, do you think would have been Dark Side, or do you think that would have been the next film? Because uh, this was going to be a trilogy, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. I can't remember. I I think I did see a video of where Zack Snyder did outline his plan. Um, oh, cool! I'd like to see that. But yeah, I'll I'll look for that. See if I can find it. It could. It, I mean, it could go either way. It could be the next movie, and the third film is Evil Superman. Or. Well, it could have been. Yeah, we now yeah, know it could that. have been. He will. He has no interest in doing any more. Yeah. Of uh, but then, yeah, I, I'm. I'm just gonna skip ahead. We're gonna go to the epilogue. Oh, I, I, I did like because this was a much better ending than the epilogue, where it follows the characters finishing up their kind of story arc. Like Cyborg listens to the message from his dad, and he, you know, he he takes off he, like a uh, he right, takes yeah. off his his jacket and he like accepts the fact that he is Cyborg. Uh, and he flies away. Barry Allen gets accepted into uh, the, mm. the crime lab. I, I really like the dad's reaction, where he's like, he's, yeah, he's got yeah, a foot too. in the door. My son's got a foot in the door. <laughs> yeah, that's something they say. He's got a foot in the door. <laughs> it was very heartwarming. So sincere and just... I didn't expect it to be like so uplifting. I mean, you think of Zack Snyder, you think of things just like of excess and of like... Do you know what I mean? You know, I don't, I don't generally think of just like sincere heart. Oh, hang on, Josh Rogers got a cameo. Quick bit of hype. Quick bit of TFT. Recording a podcast, Josh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shout out! Shout out to, shout out to Josh, our number one fan and top donator on Patreon. We know, we know you're <laughs> listening. Um, and then so we've got all of that. I mean, this is all part of the epilogue. It says, it says epilogue. That's a little title. Oh, card. is it? Is the flash bit after? Oh, yeah, is it? yeah, yeah, yeah. So nightmare with a K comes after all of this as well. Well, no, because the night. Oh, hey, okay. 
Yeah, the, the, the night the nightmare bit epilogue, yeah. is is the bit that was added, not the whole epilogue. The yeah, nightmare yeah. bit. No, yeah. no, no. That's what that's my yeah. understanding. Oh, we see the um, we see Deathstroke. Yeah, that was setting up the uh, Ben Affleck standalone movie, which isn't happening. <laughs> Rip. Shame. Actually, I'd like to have seen more of this Batman. I didn't necessarily like him. I didn't think uh, he was written the way that I like Batman to be. Yeah, it, I mean, he had to. He did have to share screen time, but he would have been. Ben Affleck was yeah. a good Batman. I want to see more of him. I don't think he was bad at all. I just, I just don't necessarily think um, it's the kind of Batman that I really like. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward much more to um, the sleeker, slimmer Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Robert Pattinson. Apparently, oh, cannot wait. That's going to be. There excellent. was a rumor because Warner Brothers just, you know, because they kept tampering with directors and they just fucked up the entire DC cinematic universe. Apparently, mm. they were going to do a Flashpoint movie to reset things, and that would be where oh, wow. uh, Ben Affleck's Batman met. Robert Patterson's Batman and Robert Patterson's Batman takes over as like the main Batman as a way to send Affleck oh, off. Um, it sounds like you're going to say they're not doing this. Well, it was a rumor I read a while ago, but I, okay, I haven't. That would be kept cool. Up. Yeah, it would be cool. I would like it. That would have me interested in more of these because at the moment I enjoyed this film. I'm not really chomping at the bit for any more. It was fine for what it was. I enjoyed it. There was a lot that I liked. There was a lot that I didn't, and it was fine. But I'd be interested in more. Nightmare with a K was weird, and I surprisingly enjoyed it. I, I was, I was like, I was whatever on it. I, I, I think it, it took away from a good ending, which was me too. Uh, like it, it didn't work as an ending. I thought it's awkwardly inserted yeah. in there. And did, did you notice how, because it was filmed later, uh, Batman's cow doesn't quite fit. Because Ben Affleck had slimmed down since he wasn't, he didn't have the bulk oh. for the movie, so there's like it's a bit on the cheeks. It doesn't quite fit. Um, yeah, I thought it looked a bit strange. Looked a bit loose. I, I didn't think about it. Yeah, weird. Um, I uh, I feel guilty saying this. I feel shameful. I feel I feel shame admitting admitting this. I, I I liked Jared Leto here. He really made me laugh. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, "This is cool. This is." Fun. Jared Leto is—I mean—he's a dickhead, but he's a really good actor. Like he—I've he, not seen him in, in much. A Dallas Buyers Club. I think he got an Oscar That's for, that, what for best support, did, or at yeah. least a nominated for best support and actor. But he—he's a good well, he, actor. He is excellent in that. He, yeah. Like he's a good actor, but the Suicide Squad film was just so bad. It's he wasn't horrible. given much to work with. He was alright here. Was, yeah, he was I mean, fine he was here. still like a bit, it was a bit cringy and weird, but I was like, yes, this is different. Was, this isn't Heath Ledger, like, this is just his own I, thing. Jared Leto would make a good Joker with a good script, but he just, well, you know, Absolutely hasn't agree. worked with one. And we're, basi- and we're basically at the end of the film here. We've got Martian Manhunter scene. I don't care about it. Was, it. I'm not going to talk was, about it. Wait, the, the bit I want to talk about is he turns up knowing they just fought an alien. And he's like, oh, by the way, they call me the Martian Manhunter. It's like... <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll load this up. That's... <laughs> why, do... why is that his name? Okay, okay. The, the reason is when he was create the comic character created in like the 50s, a Manhunter was yeah. like a slang word in certain places for a detective because you're, you're, you're oh, going around right. searching for people. It hasn't. It obviously yeah. hasn't aged. So Because that was his all like, alter ego. He was a detective. Um so they John Johns yeah John Johns 
John Jones of, or whatever, John whatever. Oh, um, cool, okay. So they kind of retconned it where Manhunter on Mars was like kind of like a Judge Dredd type uh, character oh. where he was like this elite kind of police force, the Manhunters. Um, so that's why he's called Manhunter. Um, it's not, not a good way to introduce yourself to Batman who's just fought an alien. No, absolutely not. That's, um, you know, that's got to be a red flag for Batman. I'd have thought so. Um, but no, I mean, I, I suppose just my final thoughts are like, just like I enjoyed the movie. There was a lot that I thought was quite clunky. I wish that we'd got more Wonder Woman as a character rather than just like a plot device. And not a plot device, but like um, she uh, she was just there to basically just give us all the exposition that we needed well, to be, know. <laughs> just wanted to see more of be her. Be careful what you wish for. Because <laughs> Wonder, what, what, Wonder Woman 2... Uh, oh, 84, you mean yeah. 84? We've got to go through 2 to 83 first. Like, Gal Gadot, I, I, I like her as Wonder Woman. She's not the, the she's not the greatest actress. Like, no offense. No. I mean, I, I they, they work around her quite well in this film and the first Wonder Woman film. But in the, 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 the 84 where they have to, you know, she's got to give monologues to cameras and have big emotional right. moments, it was like, I really would like to see a Wonder Woman who's an absolute I would as well, yeah. Like an absolute unit. I'd like to see someone who looks powerful. Uh, I don't really like Gal Gadot. <laughs> like, I, I will admit, I, I'm not the biggest fan of her. I think she's fine, uh, but yeah, I, I would, like when she was cast, I was like, oh. I, I, I would like to see her. Like, because all the other Amazons, like in the film, they are shredded. Like yeah. they they go to the gym, <laughs> and it's like yeah. any of those. That's a good Wonder Woman for look like looks wise, like comic book accuracy yeah. wise. No, absolutely. Um, uh, Cyborg was excellent. Cyborg was good. Good. I would have preferred to, he had a little bit more human to him. Um, look, looks wise. Uh, I suppose that's his arc, though, isn't it? Oh, he looks wise. Oh, looks agree. wise. I think in the comics he's got like the head. Or half his head and like half his torso is human, yeah. but in this it's just I didn't like how he looked. Face. Yeah, I, I really don't like the um, special effects on Cyborg. It's a choice they went with. I didn't like how it looked, but I didn't think the VFX were like I, bad necessarily. I, I, I think if he was more human, I think it would have looked better because it was just all you yeah. know, whatever it was. If he had yeah. a bit of human to balance it out, I think it would have looked good. Or at least fine, but yeah, like you said, just one arm, an yeah. arm, yeah, just one arm, an arm in... a chest, you know. But yeah, I liked it when he said he's always clothed. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favourite line. Yeah. I was like, Do you know what? He's right, isn't he? Well, so... He's always clothed. I think we've... that's all the characters we're talking about: Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman. I really need to blow my nose, so I'm honestly going to. Uh... So I'm happy calling it there. Yeah, uh, I've not really got much more to talk about this film. Yeah, I think it was. It surprised much me. Done. And I honestly, I had a good time, and um, I went into it with an open mind, kind of thinking, I don't think I'm going to like this, but thinking, you know, I'll give it a chance. And I gave it a chance. And I'm happy I did, and I ended up having a good time. So, wanna, thanks for choosing this. Honestly, want to play some League with Josh? <laughs> I will absolutely play some League of Legends because I'm nothing if not giving away my whole life. <laughs> on this podcast that very few people <laughs> <laughs> will listen to. Go, find me on the league. Right. 
Yeah, dickheads. Come oh, on. Right. Right. Yeah, if you disagree, one v one, me bitch. <laughs> yeah, go get. You him. disagree with the rating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna watch next week. I need to think of something. Uh, there's a lot on Netflix at the moment. That I really want to watch. I'll try find um, the the Zack Snyder outline for his yeah, if, if it existed. Cool. I could have just imagined it. Um, no, I'm sure you didn't. All right. I'd like to watch that very much, but for now, that's that's uh, an hour and ten the minutes and twelve. Longest sorry. episode we've done. I know for the longest film. Amazing. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>